do our lives ever really change or does our core remain the same? That's what we're going to talk about on this week's episode of Insider Access. Welcome to Insider Access, a weekly podcast that will give you an inside look into the minds of the pastors at Access Church. We'll discuss what God is speaking to us in an effort to help you grow in your relationship with Him. Well, my name is Shaheen, and I'm joined here with our lead pastor, Kevin, and we really have a great topic to discuss today and hope that you enjoy the conversation that we're going to have. But before we get into that, um, I just want to say, first of all, how glad we are to have you on this podcast journey with us. Uh, We're excited to be doing this and simply just having conversations about things that we feel are important, um, important for our relationship with God, important for our relationships with others, and just important things to ponder in our culture and our world today. So uh, be sure and click the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to this on, and uh, that way you'll be notified when new episodes are released. Our goal and our plan is to release one every single week, and uh, we don't really have answers per se, but again, these are just conversations that we have regarding things that that we really believe matter in our lives, and so I hope that you will stay tuned in and updated with uh, future and upcoming episodes. Uh, Also, if you wouldn't mind, Leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, That just helps us get more exposure, and uh, we certainly appreciate that. And if you have questions about any of the conversations we've had in the past, um, just questions about our church, personal questions for us, whatever it might be, this is a great kind of platform for us to answer those. So be sure to either email us at the church, or if you listen to this app on the Anchor, if you listen to this podcast, rather, on the Anchor app, you can actually call into the show uh, via that app and leave us a message that way. So, But today's topic is really about life change and whether or not we truly change or just tack on some behaviors and what it looks like and how we can begin the process of allowing God to change our lives and transform our hearts. So with that, let's jump on into the conversation. All right. Hey, it's great to be here today. And today's topic, Shaheen, is uh, probably um, one of the hardest ones we've ever had to articulate before. It's probably the hardest one to describe. But uh, uh, what we're going to talk about today is this idea of do people really change? And uh, I, I think sometimes, you know, like behaviors can change, but do people's core change? And their values, I've, their purpose, their heart. Yeah, you know, and th- and that produces some behavior changes, and I I think it's a great question, and I, I know we talk about this sometimes in yeah. just our staff and stuff, and that is, you know, are you the same person today as you were a year ago, or how are you different today than you were mm-hmm. a year ago? And there's several obstacles that keep us from changing, and I think one of the biggest obstacle that keeps us from changing is the fact that we are unaware of our need. Unaware of our sure. need to change. And, and I, I think there's all kinds of things of uh, people who maybe are angry people. Everybody around them knows they're angry, but they are unaware of it. <laughs> and I think- They don't uh, see that as a personal issue. It's always related to something else. Something else. You know? If you were to ask them, uh, you know, I think you're an angry person, they would say, oh, I'm not angry at all. 
Yeah. I'm calm. Or you're not a forgiving person. Oh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm a very forgiving person. Yeah. You're not as a giving a fact, person. Whatever. I think all of us, even right now, as we start this conversation, all of us are thinking, yeah, I don't have any really bad quirks or anything. And I think you can go down to money management. Parenting is a huge thing. Yeah. We, we talk about this from time to time. Uh, I don't know a parent out there that would think, I'm a bad parent. Boy, I don't, I let my kids get away with everything. Yeah. I, I don't think they see that, but other people can see it. <laughs> hey, you can walk into a room and know who parents mm. well and who doesn't. How many of us have actually said that in our brain or we got in the car afterwards oh. and we've talked to our spouse? <laughs> can you believe the way those kids... And the parents, the mom and dad didn't even say yep. nothing. They yep. didn't even care. Did you see how, oh, their Johnny never does that. <laughs> and man, I saw their kid all hit the our kid first. Yeah. And they defended him and said, what do you get? We've all been in that situation, yep. every one of us. But here, here's the issue. How come, and this is puzzling even for myself, how come we can't see those things in our own life? Yeah, not just parenting, any of those any issues. Any of those issues yeah. in our life. Yeah. Uh, last night we had a conversation about some stuff and I, yeah. I enjoyed the conversation, but uh, actually we're, we're talking about leadership and pastoring and passing the torch and all that stuff. And I was thinking to myself that, I, you know, I've been a, a pastor for 25 years and I see myself as this amazing team player. I mean, I am a team player. You know, I just can, everybody, I empower people. You can go do it. I'm not a micromanager. And I see myself as I'm not controlling at all. But I I believe that about myself. I see that about myself. I believe it. But yet I'm surprised when other people don't agree with me. It's funny. And and then my my instant reaction is, well, you got it wrong. Yeah. You got it wrong. You don't understand me because this is the way I am. (laughs) And I think we all have those areas. That's that's our instant reaction every time, right? Somebody brings up something, yeah, is to go on the defense. And I think I'm right. I mean, I think I'm right often, all the time. Mm -hmm. You can ask my wife. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's just a natural, we are generally, I think, pretty prideful, mm-hmm. you know, as human beings. And I think sometimes too, like when it comes to blind spots and issues in our life, we were talking about this earlier, but just the idea that we're so busy and like, we don't have time to self-reflect and really ponder things that are going on in our life that maybe could be adjusted or maybe need to be worked on or just, you know, it's, it's wake up, go to work, eat, sleep, wake up, go to work, eat, sleep. And, you know, the couple hours we have free here and there, we like to fill it up with something that's entertainment. Fun, yeah, where it's not this deep thought sort of mm-hmm. thing. And so it's very tough to see those blind spots. So, what you're saying is we just don't take the time to self reflect. Oh, for sure. Or to let the Bible reflect or the Bible to reveal our heart. Mm-hmm. And that's probably number one. That's probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing is we don't self reflect and we self protect. Mm-hmm. And we just are always protecting ourselves and we yeah. have an image of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to talk about two things today, the danger of that, and then how can we overcome that? But what are some of the dangers of not self-reflecting, of of defending ourselves all the time? Mm-hmm. I, I think we see it. We just mentioned some of them. The danger of doing that is we are treating people 
uh, either disrespectfully or we're abusing people in some respect. Even mm-hmm. it could be our kids. We don't know it, but uh, because we are unaware, don't self-reflect of our abilities or who we are, we're actually damaging the people around us. We're hurting relationships. Mm-hmm. We're defending ourselves. We're blaming others constantly. Yeah, all the time. Even with our kids, we blame it's other people's <laughs> kids, not mine. My little Johnny wouldn't do that. That's my, <laughs> that's my thing lately. Yeah, uh, we you know, get emails about that. Yeah, and my little Johnny wouldn't do that. Well, guess what? You need to see your little Johnny. Guess what? He's not... <laughs> I don't know who you're, you think your little Johnny is, but he's just as rotten as all the other kids, okay? <laughs> and look what we're doing. You know, we're, yeah. we're hurting our relationships. We're hurting our children yeah. by not taking this time to self-reflect. And I think so oftentimes we think we're a victim because we either lose a job, get a divorce, get in an argument, all of these issues, mm-hmm. and we're the cause of it. But right. we blame others for sure. Well, you mentioned anger before. I mean, that's a that's a huge thing. I know I have anger issues, and I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Oh yeah, okay, next <laughs> week. Um, but I mean, I know how easy it is to go to that place. Well, I'm not angry. They made me angry. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, time out, time out. No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for my emotions. I'm responsible for my responses and my reactions. Like. Nobody made me, I allowed myself to go there. I responded in a negative way and that's uh, uncomfortable to admit, you know? Mm-hmm. It's especially uncomfortable when you have to go back and apologize mm-hmm. for it. And like, man, I, I lost it there. But I, but I think what you just identified about yourself was you are taking, you have the ability to self-reflect because when you walk away, you just admitted that, I am in control. See, so you got to a place where most people don't get to. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's probably just been within the last year or two. So, I mean, that's taken a long time. So this is interesting you brought this up. What's helped you self-reflect? What has helped you take an introspective look that when I'm angry, whose fault is this? What caused that? Because like you said, it just started a couple of years ago. Up until that point, you believed that you are not an angry person. Yeah. Other people did things that made you angry. But what 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 were some of the triggers? What helped you get there? Because what we're talking about today is trying to, you know, how do we change? Mm-hmm. How did that start for you? Um, gosh, I think I mean probably the first time I really remember it coming up was an issue came up in my my family, and I responded in a pretty well, not a pretty poor, a very <laughs> poor way. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I came in, I talked to you about it and you actually, you remind me of the verse, I think it's in James where hey, the anger of God or the mm-hmm. anger of man does not, Never. Yep. it's not the heart of God. And like, I think that was the first time it was really, not that I'd thought about it or didn't know it, but like was kind of confronted face on with this idea of you just, acted in a way that was complete opposite of God's heart in this situation. And so I think that was probably the first step in this journey of kind of trying to figure out how to change anger issues. So what what you're saying is you actually listened to the word of God. (laughs) Not only listened, but thought about it, tried to figure it out like, what does this really mean? I've, cause I felt 
so justified, you know? Mm-hmm. I same thing in any parenting or money, whatever. So, like I felt so justified in what I did. And um I deserve to be angry. Yeah. I'm not I'm not an angry person. They did something that made me angry. Mm-hmm. But that I that confrontation or that realization that this is opposite of what God wants for me was very, I don't don't know, startling is the best word. It's the best word I can think of right now. Like very eye-opening that this is something that needs to change. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if, uh, you know, if, uh, if we call ourselves a Christian, how many times we read the Bible or listen to sermons for somebody else. <laughs> all the time, all the time. Boy, so-and-so needs to hear this. Yep. So what What would trigger us listening for ourselves? Because that's what you just explained, that you, yeah. you, you took this scripture verse that God says that, you know, the anger of man never works the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. and you listened to it. You took it in. You believed mm-hmm. it for yourself and said, as much as this doesn't make sense... This is what God is saying. Yeah. And I wonder how, I mean, just what it would be an advantage to all of us to if we could, if each one of us could consciously make an effort to, when we read the Bible, read it for personal. When we listen to a message, take it for me and not somebody else. Mm -hmm. This is true for me. Like, like Frank's example, forgiving. We listen to the a, a sermon on forgiving, or Jesus said, "You know, hey, unless you forgive, you can't be forgiven." Was yeah, that's good stuff. And you instantly think of your neighbor who's not yep. you know, whoever you think is the least forgiving, and we automatically think, "I'm glad I forgive people, <laughs> except for so and so. They don't deserve it." Well, yeah. it, well here's the point. Hello, that's what the whole scripture is talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it is for those who don't deserve it, and that ability. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that uh, you know, if we want to change, if we want to be aware of our shortcomings, we have to listen to what God says for us. It's for us. Don't you think that culturally? I mean, I know we see this, especially in you know, kids of this generation that get a trophy for everything, right? But don't you think culture has kind of been breeding that or teaching that? For decades now that you're awesome, you can do no wrong, you deserve, I know it's a big word we talk about all the time, like this idea that we are, I think subconsciously we've been believing, we're good people, we can do no wrong sort of thing. And so when anything comes up against that, we go on the defense and because it's uncomfortable, because it's against what, you know, other people say, I think even, you know, when friends in quotations have brought up stuff in the past, probably in many of our lives. Are they still our friend today or because they brought up something comfortable? We, we run and, Oh, I just can't get together for coffee anymore. Like, yeah, right. We just don't, we don't like what they said. And so we stopped being friends, you know? I, I think we are. I think what you're, the point you're making is we are conditioned to uh, defend ourselves because we're good. Mm-hmm. I don't have the flaws you have mm-hmm. because I've been told my whole life that everything is everybody else's fault and <laughs> I'm protected and my parents are on my side all the time, no yeah. matter what. And we do kind of get this idea that we are perfect and we are good and we can't do any wrong. And it doesn't matter if I finish first or not, I'm the winner 
you know, and, and yeah, that, that certainly could have a, an effect on it. Uh, from our culture, it's probably more so than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes it worse. But deep down inside, I think we all just do, it's just a part of our human nature yeah. to defend ourselves and we don't <clears throat> see our own flaws. But we do see how damaging it can be. So I, I think one of the one of the answers to this, if I, if I was saying in my heart, I, I really want to know who I am. I really do. And I, I want to know how other people see me and perceive me and not just how I perceive myself because I perceive myself as a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. But is that doing anybody any good? No. no. So can I face the truth? Yeah. And the first Isn't one- step one? Step of one. Of any recovery? Amen. Step one is to just face that, hey, I am powerless over these situations. And you know, first we could identify- how, how do I identify my issues? Well, we just covered, I think the greatest one is to listen to the word of God, listen mm-hmm. to the Bible and take it for myself. Does this apply to me? And we've talked about this many times before. Does this apply to me when everything's going my way? Or does this apply to me when everybody's against me and I have a good reason to not forgive and to be angry and to be greedy and I don't have enough money right now, so yeah. I can't share. Uh, we've said this many times, but... We can only test ourselves with how we're doing when everything is bad. We yeah. can't. T- Jesus said it very clearly. Even heathen love heathen that are good to them. <laughs> Anybody loves people who love them. Everybody's happy when everybody's treating That's them right. That's no sign of that maturity. That's no sign of maturity at all. If we want to know who we really are, we have to look at ourselves. We have to take this introspective look mm-hmm. when people hate us, when things are going red, when we don't have any money, when mm-hmm. we, you know, at those times. So that's, that's, uh, that's number one. But I think the, you know, probably the clearest and the most physical way to get through us, and that is to have a, a friend that is truly a friend, mm-hmm. a friend to say, you know, I really care about you and I care about our friendship and I, I care I care about you and what your life is is like. So I wanna I wanna tell you what I see. Now, two there's two problems with that. The first one is finding somebody that strong to be able to tell you. Yeah. Uh we uh there's not a lot of strong people in our culture today. Yeah. Uh we all seem to just wanna be you know, peace. Well, lovers. yeah, we were conditioned to avoid conflict. Avoid conflict. Yeah. And this is going to be, uh, you know, opening up conflict, or at least the possibility. But can you imagine how much better off we would be? And I, I know the old joke, you know, hey, if you had a booger on your face, you know, would, who would tell you that you have a booger on your face, you know? Well, a true friend would ha- would say, hey, listen, this is embarrassing, but you know what? You need to wipe that off. Yeah. And I, I, I know I value uh, people speaking into me, honestly. You know, so many people are afraid to. I've probably conditioned them to be afraid to because I've, you know, said, no, you're not, you're wrong, you know. (laughs) So number one is finding a person honest enough to tell us the truth. Hey, what what am I really like? Yeah. You know, and uh, the second thing after finding somebody like that is believing them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. To really believe them because every time it's going to be, I don't see that. You're yeah. wrong. You're yeah. picking on me. You know? They can, I, I mean, I've seen it happen so many times. I've probably done it myself. You know, it's just another blind spot. But somebody comes up and tells you something who 
you know, you might think is that person. And if you immediately go on the defense, that shuts down any future Why would feedback they? they're going to give you. Yeah. You're, you know? you're not welcoming feedback. <clears throat> yep. Uh, the the best way to, and this could be a whole different uh, topic someday, but how to receive criticism mm-hmm. is is a learned thing. You yep. Know? To, yep. To thank people, to ask questions. But if we become defensive when somebody says something, oh, that's not me. Yeah, they're not going to say it again. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're done. They, they got you the know? hint. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, uh, another one, and maybe we can just kind of conclude with this thought and, and that is this. Um, how maybe we could have a checklist in our life to just ask ourselves honestly, how is my parenting abilities? Ask ourselves that. What kind of a parent am I? And then ask if you say, well, I'm a great parent. I love my kids. I take care of them. How about asking some uh, further questions about what makes me think that? Mm-hmm. What have other people said? How do I see this in compared to other parenting? Uh, I think it's huge, and uh, you know, we probably will do a whole talk on just parenting, but I think it's huge how I see in our culture today that parents just seem to be defending their kids constantly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, Wasn't and, there like a comic strip out about parents in the 50s and... They're in the room with the teacher and they look at the kid, you know, what did you do sort of in a like, hey, disciplinary way. And then it shows parents today and they're saying, what did you do to the teacher oh, in like yeah. a disciplinary way? Like, you know, that might be gosh. funny in a comic strip, but that is so true. And it's exactly what's happening. We're not going to go into it too much farther, but I have a, a niece who's a teacher and just, I got all kinds of stories that <laughs> uh, even here at church, we run into things. But mm-hmm. hey, if you ask yourself, Am I one of those parents? Mm-hmm. And uh, and ask yourself, why do I think that? Mm-hmm. Why do I think my Johnny wouldn't do anything wrong? Yeah. Really? Right. How come? Who's the common denominator here? Is every teacher after my Johnny? <laughs> Is every teacher bad? Uh, you know, hey, maybe. You know, ask those questions and then ask some other people. But yeah. that's true with anything in our life. Uh, like I open up with saying, you know, I see myself as a great team player. And well, me, well what, what makes me think that? I mean, to really analyze yeah. what makes me think that. Is there any evidence to show that? Uh, how does it compare to other people? Those kind of questions. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think the two main things that we really kind of came to this, and that is uh, really listening to what the Bible says. It's for me, not for everybody else. It's, it's mm-hmm. for me too. Yeah. And listening to trusted friends, uh, I think, is uh, the beginning to these blind spots that we have in to our real in our life, life change. To real life change, at least getting to like you said, the first part in that part, and that is this: admitting I may not be as special as I think I am, <laughs> or I, may have some I might have more special <laughs> issues than I thought. <laughs> I'm super special. I'm super special. I'm super special. So yeah. if you you know if you're gonna give people kind of uh what's what's one thing to start doing or you know like what's one action step or what would you say i I would say uh kind of what we started with is hey listen if you're listening to this and you're wondering who who really am i and what do other people think i think it starts with just asking that question it's taken a, a few moments like you like you did with that whole anger thing you know and just taking a few moments to 
ask yourself the question, am I, who is it? You know, this introspective thing, taking a moment to ponder, we're so busy, but stopping once in a while and and to ponder. So just slow down. Slow down, at least have some times or some moments to back up and say, what kind of a a husband am I? What kind of a father am I? What kind of an employee am I? And it starts there. Not assuming I'm just great at everything and everybody else has problems. It's almost like we encourage people to spend time with God on a daily basis. Maybe it's not this part doesn't have to be daily, I don't think, but no. to set aside some time and really not fill it with entertainment or not think about work or whatever, mm-hmm. but just reflect on yourself. Yeah. Maybe find a time this week you know, a half an hour of just quiet time Mm -hmm. to just ask yourself some questions. What kind of a person am I? And then why do I think that? Then, you know, go to other people, that kind of stuff. Work down that path. But start there. Just slow down and take a time to say, who am I? It would be helpful. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode. It really was a great conversation between the two of us. And our hope is that you would ponder these things that we talked about and even set aside some time in your life, maybe on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis, just to do some some self-reflection and allow God to begin to shift your heart. So anyway, tune in next week as we release another new episode. And we hope to see you on Sunday for a service. And uh, be sure and say hi and let us know that you're a listener to Insider Access.